There we go. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whenever you happen to be catching this podcast, I hope that you are doing well and I thank you for joining me. You have found yourself here at the Leadership Untitled Podcast. My name is Karen Turner. And on this podcast, we talk about how to gain momentum in our careers. We talk about how to navigate corporate politics, and we talk about how to refine our leadership skills. We do that all while discovering the joy and confidence, the fullness that can happen when we are embodying who we are meant to be and how that trickles into other areas of our lives. So again, my name is Karen Turner. I am a senior operations executive. I am also a high-performance leadership coach, and I'm really excited about today's topic because it's me sharing a little bit more about myself and giving you a career professional update as well as announcing a new series. So let's jump in and get started. This first part, not the most exciting part <laughs> about this uh, about this episode, but it is part of the journey and it's important to share the journey that I'm going on. I definitely believe in boundaries, especially on social media with setting the parts of personal life, private life with public life and being sure that I am honoring not just my personal boundaries, but also those of my family, of my family members, my professional boundaries as well, um, and being mindful of the conversations that I'm part of as a leader, have been part of as a leader, and what to share publicly. That said, when I start to feel that I'm going to retract or that I am retracting, I often call myself on it and take a pause to say, is there a boundary that I can't cross or I'm not willing to cross here and I'm not going to share it? Or am I retracting out of some other reason and that perhaps in opening up and sharing, I can help someone else while also perhaps helping myself. And so that's the situation that I find myself in right now is that I am ready to share about a career update. And if you're watching me on LinkedIn, then you may have seen a post that I shared a couple of days ago where I announced that I am now seeking a new role. Very brief background. At the end of November, I found myself in the position where I had lost my job. And that's not an easy statement to make, especially since it is the first time in my decades-long career that I have been in this position. But again, I think that there are lessons to learn from it. It's only been three-ish weeks, but because of that high-performance leadership coaching that I have gone through myself, I have developed a great resilience and an ability to look at situations and understand them for what they are. And so I'm going to share with you initial lessons in today's episode, as I said, and also share a new series that I'll be featuring here that I believe will be helpful for everyone. So let's go through my lessons first. First things first, it does suck, okay? I'm not going to sit here and tell you in my resilience and being strong and 
don't like that word. We'll talk about that on another episode. But I'm certainly not going to sit here and pretend that there aren't um, unexpectedly losing your job for whatever reason isn't difficult. Um, no matter the circumstance, whether that is from a termination, whether that is from a layoff, or truthfully, even if you choose to leave your job, but you don't have the next steps necessarily planned, it sucks and it's difficult to work through. I have been allowing myself to go through as much as I can being human, the full flow of emotions during this time. And I absolutely encourage you, if you have found yourself in this situation, or if heaven forbid you find yourself in this situation in the future, that you allow yourself to go through those emotions. Don't try to rush them. Don't try to avoid them. Do your best to lean into them. And here's where I will add a, basically a trigger warning. I will dive in not dive in. I will briefly touch on mental health. And so if that is a potential trigger for you, then I want to be sure that you have an opportunity to either fast forward, turn down the sound for a little bit, and then come back and join us. But from a mental health perspective, what research has shown articles over the years, and I'm sure this is not a surprise to so many of you as professionals, that your job is tied so much to your identity. It's tied, it's it's where you spend if you're working full-time, anywhere from 40, 60, maybe, maybe even more than that. And there's been times in my career where I've worked many, many more hours than that in a week. And when you spend the bulk of your time somewhere establishing who you are, introducing yourself as your job, it's hard not to have it tied to your identity and how you identify yourself and how you share yourself with the world. And when there is that loss, there is a moment of grief. There is there is a grieving process that happens and there's isolation that can happen. You've gone from, again, spending the bulk of your week with a certain group of people and whether or not you like them, whether or not you, uh, whether or not they are problematic at the end of the day, they are the people who you've worked with. And for so many of us, I think of one of my positions I worked in for almost nine years and I left that one voluntarily to move to a new role. But even that decision of a voluntary resignation left on excellent terms, um, not being around the group of people, my team, my managers, my colleagues, who I had been around for almost nine years was was also a difficult transition because they become part of you. You're used to them. You're used to the ways that they are. And so when you find yourself in a situation where you've lost your job unexpectedly, and so you don't have an opportunity to plan out and have your goodbye conversations and and that transition, you can almost you can also sometimes feel isolated. And while your coworkers may love you, may think the best of you, oftentimes it's an awkward transition, and so you may find that they have pulled back. And you're wondering, and you may begin to wonder, was all of it a facade? So it's important to allow yourself to go through those emotions, but being sure that you also have the resources to support yourself. 
Um, I have, thankfully, an incredible support system with family, with friends, um, colleagues. I am thankful for the support network that I have built and um, the rallying of support that has come around me. But I recognize that not everyone is in that same position. And so if you are not in that position or if you have an incredible support system but feel like you may not want to burden them with what you are going through or want perhaps a third party and objective view, then I highly recommend therapy. I have gone to a therapist in the past and have always found those conversations incredibly enlightening. I do want to say as a high performance leadership coach, it's important to recognize the difference between coaching and therapy. And so understanding, and for those of you who are coaches, definitely understanding the difference in that scope with therapy, really being able to help you handle those feelings of grief, the feeling of loss that you may be having, um, the feelings of isolation that you may be going through. It's important that you are finding a licensed um, therapist in order to assist you. And if you are not in this position now, um, I highly recommend you, if you're not in a crisis, it's often the best time to enter into therapy so that you have the ability to have the resources to help you navigate any future issues. Oftentimes, we can wait until we are in a crisis to seek out that third-party objective assistance. And I encourage you to just consider looking at the full spectrum of support that you can have, even in well times. Because that is often the time as well that we are open and receptive to trying different things, um, recalibrating our mindset, thinking about how thinking about situations in a different way, so that when we reach a moment of potential crisis, we have those resources again to navigate through the feelings that may arise. So the first lesson is accepting the flow of emotion and leaning into the resources that you have around you and not allowing any stigma around mental health, talking about mental health, seeking resources to stop you from getting the help that you need to go through whatever it is that you may be experiencing. The second lesson that immediately hit me probably a day or two later is compassion. I in my role have, of course, been on the side of the table where I am delivering either a termination or a layoff. As I shared, this is the first time that I have been on the other side of the table. And as I was taking in the news, I was certainly, I, I had flashback, it was like a movie, I had flashbacks of all of the conversations I've had um, with former team members being on that side. And I would like to say that I was incredibly compassionate in each and every one of those situations, but the compassion that you feel for someone not having gone through a similar situation, of course, can only go so far. And as I took in my news of my job loss, I immediately saw how I could be even more compassion in the future as I navigate these conversations again. I love to think of myself as being highly compassionate. And I think that as we 
deliver the news of a job termination or a layoff, one of the principles that I have consistently leaned into is separating the person from their performance. Very few people come into work. I think there's a quote like this somewhere floating around at the internet, but very few people come into work wanting to deliberately cause issues. Very few people. And so because that percentage is so low, I will always lean into the I will always lean into the principle that I assume good of people. I assume that this person accepted this job wanting to do their best. And for whatever reason, especially again, and in, in actually only in the case of termination where there is cause, that they came in wanting to do their best and that for whatever reason, that just didn't work out. And sometimes I even consider my own leadership as being perhaps one of the reasons why it didn't work out. That is the wonderful benefit of an exit interview because it allows you to see where you can improve as a leader, as an organization. An exit interview is you know, sometimes viewed as problematic or an opportunity for an employee to just do a dump, especially after being terminated. But if you can be objective and remove yourself, understanding the emotion that can come in eliminating a person's role, terminating a person's position, to find the gems in what they have shared, because there's always going to be a kernel of truth, even in uh, even in an upset tirade, that you can use to improve. But it's the recognition that for whatever reason, perhaps it's the job that didn't quite that wasn't quite what they expected and they weren't able to come up to the performance. Perhaps they didn't have the resources. Perhaps they just were going through something in their personal life. There's certainly accountability that the employee needs to accept, but there is always something that you can learn as a leader through this process. And so that is why I do my best to separate performance from the person And when doing that and going through a termination with cause, it still allows me to enter into that conversation with an incredible amount of respect and honor for that person. What this has, what this situation has taught me is that that's the right thing to do for sure. And to lean into that even more. I have terminated team members in the past and Many of them are still part of my social network. Um, So I know that something that I was doing was working, but I also understand that there's room for improvement. Understanding the feelings and emotions that come after in a very real way will in the future allow me to empathize. And one of the areas that I think as organizations we need to do a better job with is providing those mental health resources. In so many of those packets and leaders, you know what packets I'm talking about, the packets that you get on exit that talk about the continuation of your benefits and um, you know what they can expect in the next 30 days um, when they have to complete certain paperwork. It's that very thick packet that we give this person. And, and in my experience, 
those packets don't necessarily include specific conversation about mental health resources. And I know there are probably some legal, some HR people who are listening to this call are like, oh, that's a minefield. I understand. I absolutely understand that there could be some implications from an organizational standpoint that could make those recommendations a little bit sticky. But here's the thing. We've created internets. We have cars that um, can drive themselves. We are such an advanced society that we should be able to put our minds, our collective minds together and think about how we can provide true resources for team members, especially when we are separating performance from the person and doing whatever we can to respect that person and honor that person and understanding that, again, no matter how frustrating the situation is, no matter how angering you might how angry you might be as a leader with the performance or the situation, believe me, I've had situations where I've had team members who have forged my signature. Um, And so those are very sticky situations. But even in those situations, finding ways to provide assistance to those team members, understanding that their world has changed significantly. And no matter what you believe their financial circumstance to be, um, whether someone can weather whether through the um, transition into another job, whether they will be affected significantly, negatively affected by the loss of their, um, by the job and their finances. It does not matter. These feelings of loss, grief, and isolation impact everyone. So how can we as organizations truly rally together to figure out how to create a robust transition plan. I feel that it is part of our responsibility, understanding the employee has accountability and a termination, but in a layoff situation where it is unexpected, not related to performance, truly catching someone off guard. Because in a termination, your team member shouldn't actually be caught off guard by this conversation if you've been documenting. That's a whole other episode as well. But in a layoff situation, oftentimes employees are caught completely off guard. And so that process of understanding what just happened and allowing them and providing them the resources to assist in that in that navigation process is is part of the responsibility of an organization, in my opinion. The third lesson that I have learned, which is kind of all bundled up together, is a process of setting boundaries. So maybe we'll say 3A. Set your boundaries. There are a lot of well-meaning individuals who are going to come forward, offer help, offer resources, um, want to meet up, uh, want to support. And that support can be super helpful if you're ready for it. And it can also be overwhelming. So be sure that you are setting your boundaries. I have said no to certain coffee requests. I've pushed things back. I have allowed myself to set boundaries for when I am ready to share more, when I'm ready to accept help. And it's important that you don't just allow yourself to go into that flow of just moving along and going through the actions without truly stopping to consider what it is that you would like, what it is that will be helpful to you. 
3B now is once you have set those boundaries, once you are ready, reach out for help. Um, posting that update on LinkedIn that I am now looking for a new role was the first time that I've ever done any thing like that publicly. And there was a little bit of, oh, and that's another feeling that I didn't talk about, grief, loss, and shame, um, which can be sometimes overwhelming. And so having someone work through those feelings with you is certainly helpful. So sometimes there might be that feeling of embarrassment and reaching out and asking for help. But let me tell you, you have either been there, someone else has either been where you have been, or they are connected closely to someone who has. And there's a lot of compassion and there are a lot of people who are willing to rally next to you. So it's tied to be in that I want you to set your boundaries and not just go with the flow of people wanting to um, tell you what your next steps are. Be sure that you have had time to process what you want your next steps to be. But then again, reaching out to your network, reaching out to family and friends and asking them and letting them know you're ready for help and identifying the type of help that you need. So leaning into your network, my three C, finding ways to give back. This is probably one of the number one ways that you can get out of yourself is by leaning into others. And that can be, especially as a leader, as someone who has experience in your field, if you find yourself in a situation, whether it is job loss or just feeling that you are caught in your own emotions or caught in yourself, I encourage you to find ways to help others. Is that mentoring someone on your team, taking time to truly recognize and see who's ready to move to the next level and taking and mentoring them? Is it working with a local um, job search group? Is it working with a an organization or a charity who helps women, for example, prepare for job interviews who are re-entering the workforce? For me, what that has looked like is in my home. You know, I've talked about my two girls before, my five-year-old and my six-year-old and my four-year-old. Um, they are both in homeschool. Well, one is in homeschool. The other one is in preschool, homeschool. And it's been something that I have enjoyed being able to step in and assist. And so they have been the way that I have been able to pour some of what I am feeling into someone else and allowing my years of experience <laughs> to help them um, in their homeschool journey. As we move through the holiday season, uh, I will be looking for local charities where I can give back, where I can help, or lo local organizations where I can be a mentor, provide leadership, um, coaching for free or at a very significantly discounted price to allow those people who normally perhaps wouldn't have the opportunity to benefit from coaching to help move their careers forward. And I'm really excited about that. And we'll share more um, as I find an organization that I can truly align with. But until then, the way that I'm giving back is truly focusing at home where charity love begins first. In terms of next steps, I'm open right now to all options, and that is where I am personally, where I am developing my own um, 
where I'm developing my own career path as I navigate where I am. So I'm seeking positions. I'm working on my own things. I'm just in that space of exploration of creativity. And I, again, thinking back to that third, how do you want help and asking for help and identifying how you want help. So I'm considering all options. And as I navigate this journey, I am looking at my routine. That's probably the number one thing. Your routine shifts so significantly and it's something that we take for granted getting up at a certain time and doing all of these things and when to get to somewhere and when that somewhere disappears, your routine kind of shifts. So truly looking at a routine that works best for me and works best for my family and supporting my family. I have found an incredible recruiter, working with an awesome resume writer. And then also I have focused on deepening my habits that I know high-performing leaders work that high that work for high-performing leaders. So again, deepening those habits that work for high-performing leaders. And it's part of, again, what I do in my coaching services as a high-performance leadership coach, but truly beginning at clarity. Some, oftentimes, again, our careers, our jobs are so associated with who we are in our identity. And you might have found yourself being swept along in your professional career, swept along in, okay, well, this is the next thing that I should be doing. This is the next thing that makes the most sense. And we've stopped checking in with ourselves in terms of, is this how I wanted my life, my professional career to move forward? Is this how I, is this the title that I had decided that I wanted? Is this the team Did I want to lead a team? Clarity and taking an opportunity for during a transition to think about what it is that you truly want to do. How do you want to be of service into the the world? And that truly may show up in multiple ways. It may be that, yes, I absolutely am on the career path that I have wanted to be and aiming for the titles and the leading the size of team and group that I want to be, but perhaps it's not the industry that you want to focus in. Perhaps it is the industry and everything's going well, but you want to do something else that feeds into your creativity, that perhaps feeds into your service mindedness, that you want to work more in the community, work more with different organizations. And so it doesn't have to be an or situation. It can be an and situation. And truly taking and thinking about how you want to craft the life that will be the most fulfilling for you. And that may mean pulling back in certain areas. It may mean giving more in other areas and there will be a transition time. You can do this even without being in a situation where you have not lost your job. You can do this right now. And again, shameless plug, unshameless plug. Um, That is what I do as a high performance leadership coach is help guide you through those conversations in a very actionable way, discussing clarity, how you spend your energy, where you are productive, how you show up with courage, how you develop your influence. Um, Those are all ways that 
those are all conversations that in the coaching journey that you would have with me that I help guide you through. And so that's what I'm deepening into. And I'm working with my fellow coaches because as a coach, it's important that I have a coach uh, that I'm continually pushed in different ways. And so working with different with my coaches to navigate this time to be sure that I have incredible clarity as to the next steps that I want to make. So that leads me now into the next places where, or a new series that I'll be featuring here on this podcast because I'll be going through it myself is that job search process and what that looks like, best tips, um, best tricks, and how to put your best self forward. So I will be inviting my resume writer on. I haven't spoken to my recruiter yet, but hopefully um, he's also able to join me on a podcast as well and sharing just different resources, including mental health experts, because it's not just through job loss. Being a leader um, requires a lot of you personally. You know, it's not a come in and, you know, kind of put a cog together and walk away. There is a lot of you that is required, a lot of you personally that you expend during your day. And so talking to mental health experts, not just navigating job loss, but just how to protect your mental health in leadership positions as well. So I'm incredibly excited to begin welcoming guests in 2022, and I hope that you will be along to join as well. You know the deal now. If you found this episode helpful, if you want to share it and believe that someone else will find it helpful, go ahead and share. You can share right here if you're watching on LinkedIn. Easily share here. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts as well. So share freely, spread the word. We are growing a movement here where we talk about leadership, again, to help to refine our own leadership skills navigate those corporate politics, and also gain momentum in our careers. Thank you so much for joining today. I look forward to seeing you live here on LinkedIn next week, Wednesday at nine o'clock a.m. Eastern. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day or evening or night. Bye.